What's going on, everybody? This is Call Sign Hungry Pup reminding you that there is always time for video games. And as always, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for following me on Twitter. My handle is Jimbo15J1MBO15. My email is callsignhungrypup at gmail.com. It sounds the way it spells. It's spelled the way it sounds. If you like the music, my music is by Eric Matt Yes. He is located at www.soundimage.org. This song is called The Balloon Heads Day Out. I have four things for you today. I bought an SNES Classic. I beat Near Automata. I started Fire Emblem. And most importantly, I've rebranded. Now, I was calling this podcast Call Sign Hungry Pup. And that's who I am. I'm Hungry Pup. Hungry Pup is my call sign. That's the email. But I realized that this podcast is about video games. And it's about me as a grown adult who has so many things to do, like a lot of busy adults in today's world. And I am clinging to my desire to play video games. I'm insisting that I'm going to continue to play video games despite all that is going on. So I thought a good name for the podcast would be There Is Always Time for Video Games. Because there is. It's not a matter of not having time. We all have time. It's a matter of prioritizing your time in order to get things done that you need to get done, in order to meet your own needs, in order to meet uh, the needs of others, which include kids, wife, partner, and make time for video games at the end. And for me, making time for video games is always the hardest part. When you, when you have a busy day and you come home and you're tired and you want to spend time with your family, when are you going to play video games? Well, usually... You're going to play video games instead of sleep, instead of exercising, instead of eating. Like those basic needs that you need to do, right? That's your video game time because, because when else are you going to play video games? Maybe you order takeout and then you play video games because you could eat real fast. That used to be me. Maybe... You skip working out because you're going to play video games during that time. Well, then you didn't work out. And you ate takeout. So that's two things now. And, you know, that put me on a path to not living a healthy lifestyle. So what I want to try to do is this year I'm going to be more physically healthy, more mentally healthy, more emotionally healthy. And that means finding the balance. That means recognizing that there is always time for video games. Make time. Plan out the day and make time. Okay. That was the one topic. I've rebranded the show. There's always time for video games. Now when you search for video games on Podbean or whatever your podcast app is, you will find the glorious Call Sign Hungry Pup talking to you about how he's making time for video games and how that's going for me. (laughs) How's that working out for you? So, I bought an NES Classic, an SNES Classic. 
I went on to Amazon, and I wanted to play Super Mario World on my third system because I have it for my Nintendo 3DS on an emulator. I have it for my other Nintendo portable thing, the Game Boy Advance. Uh, I have it on the Nintendo Wii. But I I figured, why not play it on an SNES Classic 2? Because I can play it with the actual controller, and I can plug it into my TV via USB. And, I, and of course, I don't want to be bothered to play it on the handhelds or to pull out the Nintendo Wii again. So I bought an SNES Classic. There's a lot of good reasons to buy the Classic, too. I mean, I... I'm also going to play Final Fantasy 3, right? <laughs> There's time for Final Fantasy 3, I'm sure. I'm also going to play Chrono Trigger. Now, I've wanted to play that game for a very long time. And I'll get to it. And I'm also going to play Contra 3 because Contra 3 was an awesome game when I was when I was 12. But now I could play it, right? And I'm also going to play Donkey Kong Country because that was another awesome game that I never got to and, and got around to. And and if you can't tell, I was the kid that had Sega Genesis, not the kid that had Super Nintendo. So let's be honest. The Super NES Classic was allowing me to play Star Fox and all the other games that I never got around to playing. And that's okay. So I spent the an Amazon makes it just all too easy. Amazon just makes it so you can, you know, log on to a web page and say, I want a Super NES Classic. When can I have one? And Amazon be like, you can have one in two days. And by the way, you'll never even see yourself spending the money. You just press the magic buy button. It charges the magic credit card that belongs to your wife. And the Super NES arrives on your doorstep. and you are filled with excitement. So is your kids. They don't even know why, but they just see how happy I am. They see me waiting in front of the door for the UPS man. They see that excitement. And and that's okay. It's, it's okay to make time for that. But I don't know where those games are going to place on my list. The backlog, this is why I love to listen to the backlog busters, is because the backlog is always growing. And what I'm supposed to be doing is taking games off the backlog and playing those. But instead, I continue to bring in games that are on my mental backlog and promising myself that I'm going to play those. And I will. Final Fantasy III, perfect example. Square Enix, I will play everything you guys make. I want to play Final Fantasy 6. I want to play Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10. I already played 10. 12. Didn't play 12. I already played 7, too. But you get the point. I, I want to go and, and play them all. Final Fantasy 3 happens to be available on Super NES Classic, so chalk that one up to the backlog. I'm going to get around to it. Maybe after Chrono Trigger. And Grouchy, I hear that's a good C game, by the way. Anyway. I also beat Near Automata. So let's change topics. Topic number two, three of four. 
I'm I'm rolling now. I beat near automata. Near automata. Nearly automatic. Nearly automatica. Whatever it's called. There are 26 different endings. A lot of them are silly joke endings. Some of them are canon to the main story. So it was it was hard for me to to figure out when I was going to cut bait or not cut bait or say that I was done with Nier Automata. Can I say Nier when I was done with Nier? But anyway, the, the canon endings, I think, are A, B, C, D, and E. Alpha Bravo. Charlie Delta Echo, I think. Don't quote me if you're a, a Nier fanatic. Um, you play the game, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go um, spoiler-free for a little bit. So when you want to play Nier Automata, you're going to play through the game, and then that's going to be ending A. Then there's other ways that you play through the game, which will be other endings. So it, it's, a, it's a game that's not really conventional, which is what I loved about it. Um, another thing that I loved about it is the gameplay is super smooth. Now, if you go on Metacritic and you read about what the game is like, one of the, the praises of the game is the community thinks it's super smooth. It plays, it plays like an action game. It definitely has RPG elements. It's probably classified as an RPG. But the camera angle is super smooth. The light and heavy attack super smooth. The fluid motion of the entire fighting mechanic is just satisfying. Can't say enough good things about that. Some things I didn't like as much. I didn't like the art style a lot. I know a lot of people do like it. Um, and I, I definitely appreciate it. But I am I'm a... The art style I like is a little bit different. I like more bright and vibrant colors. I like cell shading. So there's there's uh there's different things I like. I like butterflies in the grass and f- fluid mountains. That all this stuff, weather, it doesn't really fit the game. <laughs> so that's why I appreciate the art style. Because it's the right art style for the game. I also didn't like the music and the sound as much. And I'm careful there because I know a lot of people do. It's, uh, they spent a lot of time. They, uh, I guess Square, spent a lot of time on the sound. It's very evident. It's very polished. And it, it's good. It's just a personal opinion. It's a personal preference of, of Hug Group Up. I, I like more epic sounding. I really like the the uh, Skyrim soundtrack. So not so much on on the near soundtrack. That's a little bit of a balance of things I liked, things I didn't like. One thing I'll hit on that's kind of the it goes either way for for you or me is the story. So my expectation for story when I play a Square Enix or an RPG is awesome story and. The near story is not a bad story. Some will probably even say it's awesome. I, I think it's good. I'm going to put that one in the category of uh, I don't know where that one falls because I am definitely fascinated by the the whole dystopia with androids, robots, 
and the future Earth and artificial intelligence and asking those highly philosophical questions about the meaning of life. That is something that I'm very interested in. I watch movies that hit those themes. I watch shows, TV shows that hit those themes. I try to play video games that hit those themes. Video games like Detroit Become Human. Loved that game. It was a, a game about androids, so it's related to this. It's actually part of the reason why I played Nier. So I love the theme. I, I love that theme in a story. But, but it, it is a... It's tied into these endings... And it's a little bit, I don't want to say boring, I guess. its I don't want to say confusing. I don't want to say too simple. It's just missing something. It's, it's the immersion. It's, it's, I wasn't immersed in the story. I wanted to play to the end of the story because it was interesting. But I wasn't, if it was a book, I wasn't, it wasn't a page turner. It wasn't a like, oh, I need to play five more minutes so I could see what happens. See what happens for the main characters. I wasn't in love with the main characters. Like, I need to know. I'm invested. I know your backstory. I know your, your motives and what you want. And it's, it's personal. And the game is personal. And it's emotional. Like other games like, like Dragon Quest and that really pour it on. And so when things happen in the game, you're invested. Like that's that is the expectation for me in in these in these fantasy games. It's just it's just missing in near. So I'm gonna go a little bit of minor spoilers. If that's gonna be a problem, just skip ahead to 17 minutes 42 seconds. Near has 26 endings. A, B, C, and D, and E are the are the endings that are canon, I guess. A, you play through the whole game as a, a female character known as 2B, 2 Bravo. And she is an android, and she's programmed to to fight in this war against the robots. These robots are these little things that look like uh, rusty barrels with like little snowman heads. And they're so impersonal that destroying hundreds of them is satisfying, and you, you don't care at all. They even sound like this, like little robots, so you don't care at all when you destroy them. It's, it's almost like the game's going out of its way to make you not care about them. And, the, oh, by the way, the androids, like 2B and the 9S, the other, the male android, are very relatable and, and they have very well-defined human characteristics and, and emotions and beliefs that you can kind of superimpose on your own. Um... And then there's another one called A2, and and she is kind of like this rogue um, deserter android. So you got these two camps, and then the androids got a commander, and the so the robots are impersonal, and the androids are very human-like. The human element of the game is is what's the mystery surrounding about the humans. Um, so you play through the whole game as as 2B, and it ends, and it's like. 13 hours in and you're like I beat the game what am I just doing with my time but then it starts the whole game over as 9S 
and 9S will play through the exact same story as you did with 2B. And to me, that was when the game got really interesting, because then you get his perspective, and I was, oh, this is fun now, I'm, I'm into it. And then you play, get ending B once you do that. Now you have ending A and B, and you go and do ending C, which is like a whole new story now. That caught me off guard. And so, wait, I'm starting over? I'm going to play not it through a third time. I'm going to play a new story. So you really have to play to ending C to experience, like, the full story. And actually, for me, I didn't get ending C. I got ending D when I, when I played this part two, or I would say act two, I guess. Maybe act one is endings A and B, and then act two is endings C and D. So I, I played through. I got ending D. I... And then I also got ending, like, Z, which is, like, the worst ending. It's the ending where if you kill one character, it just cuts you right to credits, and it's pretty much like you messed this up. I got that one. And then, and then once you get ending D, you can have a... You can go back to a, a title screen where you can do a chapter select, and you can get the other endings. So at that point, I went and I got back, to, and I got ending C. And I pretty much made the other big choice. And then I was done. I had A, B, C, and D. I went on the internet and saw what ending E was, and I was like, I don't have time for that. I mean, that might be fun for some other people, but not me. So my review of the game is it was it was a lot of fun. I I wanted it to be a 10 out of 10, or maybe a 9 out of 10. It wasn't. It was, it was an 8 out of 10, I think, a solid 8. It, it was definitely worth my time. It was worth my time to experience the story it was worth my time to form an opinion on the art style and it was fun it wasn't it wasn't by any means a chore so do i do i recommend it as a must play no it's not a must play um but it was a good game finally i'm going to segue to the final topic which is fire emblem i started fire emblem three houses and I was really excited to do so. This was a game that was on my backlog. And I never played a Fire Emblem series game before. I was really looking forward to, for, to doing that. And so, Fire Emblem Three Houses, upon starting it, I realized right away that this is my type of game. I really like RPGs. And I really like XCOM. And I really like Persona 5. And I really like cel-shaded graphics. So Fire Emblem Three Houses was a pleasantly... It was a pleasant surprise. It was literally everything I like in video games put into one. I was, and I was floored. I thought to myself, I could do all of this in one game? And I am instantly hooked. I'm, I'm so excited to play hours and hours. I think I'm going to easily put 80 to 100 hours into this game. I have to be careful that I don't do that over the next two months because I'll swing my life out of balance again, like I was talking about in the beginning. Got to be careful with Fire Emblem. And it's for the Switch, so that means I can play it anywhere. I can just take it into every room in the house and just play Fire Emblem and teach classes. And Oh my god, it's going to be so much fun. But when you play Fire Emblem right after you play Nier, you, I just was very aware of my personal preference. 
graphics in Fire Emblem are what I'd rather have. The story in Fire Emblem is it's it's you know it's to the knights and the there's knights, there's swords, there's there's magic. It's it's all that theme that I prefer as well. While the dystopia androids robots end of the world scenario is something I also like. It's it's just not as much. So there's are two pluses already in the Fire Emblem category. XCOM and strategy, love it in every game. That's what this appears to be, and I can't wait to do that. And and Persona 5, that kind of, you know, forming game relationships, I love. That is what does the immersion for me. So I'm already into, like, getting to know my students. I picked the 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 house that's... Uh, uh, Asteria? I already forgot. It's the it's the red house um, with with the Edel Guard. That's the one I picked. I don't know if I'm going to regret it. Um, and I, I just like getting to know the, the students in the house, and I like that I'm going to level them all up, and I'm going to pick their classes. And it's almost what I really liked about... It's what I really liked about the Octopath Traveler game with all the different classes, like jobs. The job mechanic. I'm starting to see the job mechanic in Fire Emblem, and I'm about 12 hours in, and I'm I'm really excited to see where this goes. All right, so that's all I have for you guys today. I uh, I beat Near Automata in 30 hours. In case you're interested, and I'm probably gonna play about 80 hours of, of Fire Emblem, and I'm gonna keep track on howlongtobeat.com. So this is Call Sign Hungry Pup. Signing off. It was nice to talk to you today. Keep following me on Podbean. You can search for video games and you can hear me talk about my progress. I'm going to stay with Fire Emblem, I think, for a little while. I Maybe I'll play my NES Super NES Classic and play some Final Fantasy in parallel. So you might hear about that come next time. Alright. And as always, you guys, take care and make time for your video game.